Welcome. You are listening to Conversations from Christchurch Cranbrook. We are a faith community located in Metro Detroit who have been transformed by God's acceptance, love, and grace. Whoever you are, wherever you find yourself on the journey of faith today, we pray this podcast will feed your soul and inspire your spirit. Amen. So that story in the book of Acts, it is actually one of the most important stories in the whole Bible and likely you've never heard of it. And that's because it's so normative now. In In the church, we expect to see Gentiles. Y'all are Gentiles. We expect to see us in church. And we can't imagine a time when people like us were excluded from fellowships with Christians because we weren't Jewish. So the first Christians on the day of Pentecost were Jews, all of them. Jews from all over the world. They heard the good news in their own language. And Jews had spent centuries reminding themselves and being reminded by the Romans that they weren't the same, not the same background, nor shared the same values. There were real physical differences like circumcision, but there were also cultural and religious practices like what they ate, restrictions that are on uh, Jews today with their dietary requirements. So Peter, Peter who was preaching on the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit fell on them and 5,000 people were baptized in a single day, Peter was going around telling all the Jews from Judea about Jesus and was baptizing all the Jews. Now, Peter, man, he's a rock star in the Christian Hall of Fame. I mean, he's got it going on. I know we always think of Peter who betrayed Jesus and everything. But like in the book of Acts, he does amazing things. He sees a man who's paralyzed and he helps him walk. He gets thrown into prison and God sends an earthquake and the prison doors go wide open. The the prison guard's worried that he's going to get fired. So he's about to kill himself. And Peter saves his life physically and then religiously because he baptizes him and teaches him about Jesus. And then there was that time when Peter shows up and his friend Tabitha has died. And Peter goes into the room and says to Tabitha, Tabitha, get up. And she gets up. She's alive again. I mean, what a rock star. But thankfully, Peter wasn't afraid to share the many 
many, many ways that in the scripture, he was constantly getting corrected. He would, he would say things, and he had this really cool relationship with God where he would say stuff, and he wasn't afraid to step into it and put his foot in his mouth, and God helpfully course-corrected him and showed him a different way. So, for instance, there's that time when Peter is up on the mountain with James and John and their buddy Jesus, and all of a sudden, Jesus is changed. There's this light that's coming from him. He's transfigured. He's dazzling. And then comes Moses and Elijah, two rock stars from Judaism, and they've been dead for centuries, and they're all standing and talking. And like what I would do if I saw this is I'd just sit my butt down and listen to all of them, right? But Peter, no, he's like, oh, let's make some tents and let's put each one of you in it. It's really, I mean, to this day, people are like, what was he thinking? But then God helpfully course corrects him. And there's a voice that comes from the sky and it says, don't make anything. This is my son. Listen to him. Or, or that time when Jesus tells all the disciples that he's going to wash their feet and teach them a new commandment. Love one another as I am loving you. And Peter says, no, you're not touching my feet. And Jesus has to help him along. Say, you know what? Actually, I do need to wash your feet. Otherwise, you're not going to understand what this kingdom thing is all about. So then Peter, of course, overreacts. And he says, oh my gosh, not my feet, my hands also, my head, my whole body. And Jesus says, no, just the feet is fine. That's all we need to do in order to show you what is happening in this new way of being. So when Peter is in Joppa, which is this gorgeous seaside town. It's this beautiful city. None of us should be surprised that Peter is once again course corrected by God. But this change, it's major. This changes everything. So he's visiting his buddy Simon, Tanner, and this guy has this really swanky beach house, and it's got a veranda. And so Peter's out there sunning himself, listening to the sea. And, you know, sometimes that sea air can make you kind of hungry. And he realized he's kind of famished. And all of a sudden, he sees this vision of this sheet that comes down, and on it are all kinds of animals and reptiles and birds, and it's like a picnic from the sky. Now, I would consider it scrumptious, but Peter saw everything on it and knew that his dietary following of his faith didn't allow him to eat anything on the picnic blanket. Scripture actually said to him, don't eat anything that's on that blanket. But this picnic blanket comes with an invitation. It says to Peter, get up, go, kill, and eat. And Peter says, no, no, I'm not going to do that. I know I'm not supposed to eat anything forbidden. And then comes what should be one of the most important verses for all Christians that is in the Bible. A voice says, 
what God has made clean, let no one call unclean. And even though this is a metaphor, Peter understands what God is saying. The former ways that we all know are no longer God's ways. The Gentiles, they used to be out, now they're in. And here's what I learned from this. God keeps cleaning. God keeps course correcting. And like Peter, we're going to get it wrong. We're going to continue to say, wait, wait, wait. I thought this wasn't supposed to happen. I thought we weren't supposed to do this. And like Peter, we're going to believe we're right. But God likes to remind us over and over again that when that picnic blanket comes down in front of us, don't be surprised about what's on it or who's on it. There's so many things that we need to change about ourselves so that we can do what God is doing when God invites people to the picnic. Allow me to illustrate. I have for you a picnic blanket. This is an actual picnic blanket. This is the blanket that I grew up on using when we went to picnics. I don't know why it's so big. I think my parents want us to be far away from other picnickers. So here's my picnic blanket. And God has invited me to the picnic. This is a lame picnic. <laughs> I think I need someone to join me. I need someone who I like, who's like me, who gets me, who I feel an affinity to. I know. Kelly Herdad, can you come forward? <laughs> now, you all may not know this, but Kelly and I are Lutherans. We are Lutherans among you, Episcopalians. That's why we belong in the blanket. Yep. Because God invited the Lutherans to the picnic. Absolutely. <laughs> God invited the Lutherans to the picnic, and it's fine with me. I don't need anyone else at my picnic. Manisha. Yes. God invited everyone. To the could, ah. could we just get a few more? Um, okay. All right, let me think. Let me think. You know what? Something really interesting happened. God, God was helped course correcting the church. And God began to invite women. Women. To the picnic. All Can women. Can we have some women come forward and come join on, us Come on, a couple women. Picnic? Come on up here. Who has a spirit filling them that they can come There's forward? There's a few women. All right. Yay. Called you to the picnic. <laughs> All right. We got some women. Now <laughs> we got a picnic. Women know how to have fun. Women have a great time. Okay. There we go. Picnic's good. Yes. Yeah? We good, Kelly? <laughs> Excellent, yes. excellent. Beautiful All right. little girls. Come Here on. Here ends the picnic. We're good. Yeah, we're good. No. No. Manisha. Yes. God said everyone. Oh, my gosh, Kelly. We have some more room on the blanket. Okay, okay, okay. There's this really cool thing that happened in the church that I'm so freaking proud of. What? With the church. For so long, they used to say, that people who are gay and lesbian and bisexual and transgender and queer and anything else were not invited on the blanket. Bring them up. You haven't invited. You are invited, God has invited to, the you to the blanket. If Come. You are Woo! 
exciting. Kelly, your blanket's getting small. <laughs> We're just going to extend this blanket. Pretend yeah, this like it's all the way back there. Okay, that's enough. Room. This is a big enough. No? I think there are some more people. So, so here's the problem sometimes with some churches. They don't like children. No, they don't. Yeah, okay. All I'm right. so glad I'm here. This church loves children. We like to invite children to children. the picnic. Anyone who's come children on or child. Jesus said all the little children <laughs> should come to me, every single right. one of you. Come on up. Hey, come you on big up. kids. Big kids. All right. Front row, come on. Let's see. Yay. Can we fit them on the blanket? Come Children on. and youth. Oh, we love our youth. We love My God. I mean, teenagers are I the know. best They're of the amazing. best, aren't they? They're all taller than me. Okay. <laughs> all right. They're still kids. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. What do you think? What do you know? Okay. All right. I, I got one. I got, I got a group who's not invited to the picnic. Come Ready? <laughs> Manisha. White heterosexual males. Y'all have too much power. No, no, no. Manisha. Not invited to my picnic. Manisha. Too much power. God said all people are invited to the picnic. All of them? Yes. Okay. Come on. White heterosexual males, you power, come to the you picnic. You power forces, come on up. <laughs> Woo! Yes, yes, <laughs> The big thing's getting heavy. I know, yeah. I know. I, I love know. it. <laughs> I think I think I'm getting I think I'm getting a hang of this. I think I'm getting a hang of this. Okay. I think what you're trying to tell me, right, is no matter what I think, when that picnic blanket comes down, everybody in the whole world has been invited to God's picnic. Yeah. Yeah. You think yeah. They're and that's green. sometimes hard for us to know and understand because sometimes we meet people who are sinners. Absolutely. Sinners are invited. Yeah. And sinners are really, really difficult. In fact, I see a room full of sinners. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think our blanket needs to be rolled out. I think our blanket is coming out there. If you have been invited to God's picnic and you'd like to accept, please stand. Stand up, picnic goers. Amen. Amen. May we, may we always, always remember that God has invited everyone to the picnic. Sometimes it takes us some time to understand that. And it's okay. We're in good company. Peter had some trouble. But we will always, always remember what God has made clean. Let no one call unclean. Amen. Amen. Amen, sister. I'm still waiting for the food. Thank you so much for listening to Conversations at Christchurch Cranbrook. To learn more about our mission, worship services, and learning opportunities, please visit us at ChristchurchCranbrook.org. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Christchurch Cranbrook. We look forward to you joining us again, and may God bless you now and always.